This week, two of my favorite things. Pizza and Pez. Pez and Pizza. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. Hi, I'm Professor Theo, broadcasting live from the campus of Splendid University in beautiful, splendid West Virginia, home to some of the most amazing young boys and girls and otherworldly creatures. Some people, angry mobs even, contend that my lab is responsible for the kid superheroes and eight-year-old girls as tall as giants and kids trapped in video games and all sorts of things going on in this town. But that is ridiculous. This week, we revisit two kid superheroes as they battle three supervillains. And we get to take a trip to Pezamania. Buck and Tracy versus not one, not two, but three. The first two adventures of Buck, the superhero kid, saw our young hero battle a monster made of chili in part one, and team up with the new kid in school, and as it turns out, another superhero kid, Tracy, to battle playground equipment run amok. Now it's time for the third tale in the Kid Superheroes series. Buck, the superhero kid, had become quite well known for his adventures battling bad guys. So had his best friend, Tracy. The two had worked together to save the school many times, but the elementary school had long been quiet, and all of the kids and teachers were beginning to believe that every bad guy had been defeated. That, of course, is when villains often strike. Buck and Tracy feared this. They were ready. For one villain, that is. No one could have expected more than that to show. It was a morning of spelling tests and math quizzes and an extra-long recess, for the weather was so nice outside. Kids slid down slides and traversed monkey bars and ran after one another. Tummies growled, too, as lunch was near. The bell rang, and everyone shuffled into the cafeteria. It's pizza day! A joyous time indeed. Buck was the first to notice that the milk tasted strange. Tracy was the first to see the boy next to her turn into a carrot. Their teacher was the first to scream when streams of toilet paper fell from the ceiling. The milk was turned strange by the milkman, a very bad guy that liked to suck the chocolate out of kids' milk, leaving it completely undrinkable. The boy sitting next to Tracy was turned into a carrot by Carrot Man, a fiend long ago driven mad by kids' distaste for veggies. But the scariest monster of all was the T.P.G., toilet paper giant. Buck had battled all three before. Tracy had helped him defeat Carrot Man months ago. Buck did not expect to ever see them again, much less all three villains at once. 
Carrot Man was beaten easily enough, as the lunch lady lured it outdoors with a giant jug of ranch dressing and trapped it in a dumpster. The kids that had been turned orange instantly transformed back to themselves. One down, two to go. The milkman ran away screaming when Buck rallied all of his classmates to grab as much chocolate syrup and chocolate cupcakes and chocolate fundraiser candy bars as possible from the kitchen and chase after him. Two down, one to go. The TPG remained, and it was beginning to win. The toilet paper giant was quickly unrolling in all directions and wrapping itself around students and teachers, trapping them. There was little they could do. Buck and Tracy were running around quickly, using their super strength to pull the TPG off this kid and that kid, but the giant worked faster than our two young superheroes. One at a time, the TPG had captured every single kid, including Tracy, and wrapped them in thick toilet paper cocoons. It laughed, an evil bad guy laugh, and lunged a long two-ply arm at Buck. It knocked Buck onto the ground and against the water fountain by the bathroom. The bathroom! That's it! I have an idea! He grabbed a loose piece of the TPG, ran into the bathroom, rammed it into a toilet, and flushed. He could hear the giant screaming from the cafeteria as the toilet sucked it down. It was working. The TPG was slowly being devoured in the boys' restroom. He kept flushing the potty over and over again, and with each flush the TPG got smaller and smaller. Soon kids were beginning to break free of its grasp and help Buck. Every bathroom in the school was being used to make the TPG disappear. And it worked. The toilet paper giant was no more. Buck had battled some pretty weird villains in his day, Tracy too, but this day was definitely the weirdest. It was one of the best, too, for it wasn't just Buck and Tracy saving the day. Everyone chipped in and did their part to stand up for themselves. Sometimes one or two heroes isn't enough. Sometimes it takes dozens, even hundreds of them. The elementary school is quiet again. Bad guys will probably think twice before returning to such a place again. Or will they? A Pestacular Adventure Time for a road trip. Listeners, a trip to Pezzamania. Everyone loves Pez, but no one loves those colorful plastic dispensers as much as Hector. Hector was a Pez collector. It started in the checkout aisle at the store. Hector's eyes were always drawn to the color and the characters and, of course, the candy. Hector's mom would buy him a Pez dispenser once a week if he had been a good boy at school. It was a fun, affordable incentive. Hector was always a good boy, so the Pez stacked up fairly quickly. Soon, family began to give Pez dispensers as gifts. Once, Hector even found some old Pez at a yard sale. Before long, he had ten, then twenty, then fifty, then... Mom, I did it! I have a hundred Pez dispensers! Can you believe it? I think it's time we build you a display his mother suggested. And they did. They constructed a large shelf where all Hector's Pez could proudly stand. One morning, Hector awoke to find his Pez out of order. 
that's weird. I'm sure I had George Washington before that Easter bunny, and Pirate, you don't belong there. You're supposed to be next to the policeman, Pez. He questioned his mother, but she assured Hector that she had not touched his toys. A few days later, it happened again. I know I didn't put the witch next to the bubble man. No way. He fixed the error. It happened a third time. Mom, I think they're coming to life at night, Hector said. You watch too many movies, his mother replied. Overhearing this conversation, a clown Pez winked at a lion Pez. A pony Pez smiled, holding back a laugh. Time went on and Hector collected more. He even got a job delivering newspapers in the morning to help feed his Pez dispenser habit. Mom, I did it. I have over 150 Pez dispensers. Can you believe it? I think it's time to introduce you to a Pez convention, his mother suggested. Hector's mother explained that some people that love Pez so much will get together, often by the hundreds, to talk about Pez and show off their collections. I read about it online. People come from all over the world, Hector. I have to go, Hector insisted. Hector and his mother both worked to save money, but the closest Pez convention was hours away. Eventually, they had achieved their goal. To Hector's delight, his mother informed him that they had enough to make the big trip. Good job, exclaimed an unfamiliar voice. Who, sa who said that? questioned Hector. I didn't hear anything, his mother replied. It sounded like one of the wrestlers. You have some imagination, Hector, his mother smiled. Overhearing this conversation, a cartoon sponge Pez dispenser snickered prompting several Pez princesses to laugh. When the day arrived, Hector was so excited he could not concentrate. He helped his mother pack the car, and they were off. Six hours into the eight-hour trip, Hector realized he had made a horrible mistake. How could I forget my Pez? This is a disaster. Hector's mom tried to console him. Back home, a box with loads of Pez sat lonely in the middle of his room. Some of the cheerier Pez, the happy emoticon Pez in particular, tried to keep spirits up, but the mood was pretty gloomy. However, all hope was not lost. These Pez dispensers had more than a bit of magic on their side. Many of the characters in the dark box had battled far greater odds than this. The superheroes had defeated the world's scariest supervillains. The race car drivers had dared inhuman speeds. Santa had delivered millions of toys in a single night, and the witch had a spell that could teleport objects many miles by simply wishing it to happen. Wait, that last one might be particularly helpful. Cheer up, Hector, his mother pleaded. We're still going to have a lot of fun. I know, Hector said sadly. They arrived at the hotel. Hector was excited to see so many people wearing Pez t-shirts. One guy even had a super cool Pez tattoo. They all had large boxes, probably full of Pez dispensers to show off to. That's when Hector's excitement turned to dismay. When Hector and his mom checked into their room, a surprise box awaited them. What's that? His mother questioned. It looks like... Hector paused. He recognized the box. But how? They opened the box, and sure enough, his Pez dispensers were there waiting on him. 
It was a Pez convention miracle. Hector's mom was amazed. Hector was delighted. And those Pez dispensers, through whatever magic brought them to this place, were thrilled to be on display for Hector and the many other Pez fans that would happen by to check out his collection. Hector's mom was amazed. Hector was delighted. And those Pez dispensers, through whatever magic brought them to this place, were thrilled to be on display for Hector and the many other Pez fans that would happen by to check out his collection. Hector told them all the story of his magic Pez that sometimes came to life and somehow magically transported themselves here. Upon hearing the story, most folks just smiled and patted Hector on the head. The Pez knew the truth, though. Upon hearing the same story, a rabbit winked at a Muppet. An Elvis Pez did a little dance, and they all smiled. Hector thought he even caught a glimpse of a sparkle in the witch's eye. That's all the magical bedtime stories for this week, listeners. I hear dogs barking outside. They seem distressed. Perhaps they have a story to tell, too. Of course, I'll need to be able to translate dog language into human language, but I know someone who can do that. You do? Uh, no. Come back next week. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. The part of Buck Travers was played by Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might turn you into a beetle or an eggplant. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.